Ho ho, hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of You Can't Handle the Truth. Today's episode we are going to be talking about Home Alone. Now this film I went to see at the cinema. I'm sure I saw it two years ago, maybe last, I can't remember what it was. I've definitely seen it at the cinema before, but they were doing a special showing now that it's December. And so I went to see it and I loved it. I think it's an absolutely brilliant film. Now I already knew this, I've already seen it a lot and it's great. It's an absolute holiday classic, but seeing it again and you know refreshing my memory with it, seeing it at the cinema especially, with an audience that were genuinely loving every second of it, it was really, really fun. And everybody was just dying with laughter <laughs> during the infamous break-in scenes. <laughs> so yeah, I want to skip right to the end, even though this is a non-spoiler review, but the actual Home Alone trademark when Kevin McAllister places all these traps for the burglars to come in and be victims of, that scene is tremendous. It's absolutely hysterical. Now, yes, it's extremely violent and he incites a lot of pain and torture to the guys, but it's done in such a funny way. And yeah, there are really questionable moments, like, you can see the things coming a mile away, why don't they just stop? Because the moment when Harry, Joe Pesci's character, gets his head burnt, which is just hilarious anyway, but he stands there screaming for like five seconds whilst he's being burnt. Why doesn't he just take his foot out the door and get out of there? Why does he wait and just scream? You can easily just get out of there. You'll still be burnt, yes, but he prolongs it so much and it kind of makes it funnier, but I noticed this this time round. They just seem to drag out getting hurt, which is funny, like it's entertaining, but they are really dumb, they are really stupid. Maybe that's the reason, maybe they don't just get out of there sooner because they're dumb. But it does beg the question, how dumb can anybody actually be? If they're being burnt by a blowtorch, would you just stand there screaming, still being burnt, knowing that as soon as you open that door, that's what's triggering the flames? Or would you just leave? I'd just leave. I'd close the door. You'd be fine. So, yeah, apart from that, the actual break-in scene is hysterical. And a lot of people were laughing so loud. A lot of kids, a lot of adults... It was brilliant, it was such a great environment to be in, and I wasn't expecting that, because usually when I go to the cinema, nobody laughs. The only noises that you can hear at the cinema are the goddamn crunches of nachos or popcorn, which why the hell the cinemas sell the loudest food imaginable. You go to the cinema, says, please turn your phone off and finish your conversation. Cool, we can do that, we can sit in silence for two hours, except for laughing, of course. Or weeping, in my case, because I cry a lot at these films. But still, why sell the loudest food? So why the hell crunch crisps? Why the hell have popcorn? It makes no sense. Cinema popcorn ain't even that nice. So, yeah, I don't understand that. But usually when you go to the cinema, all you can hear are people eating and people talking, which is just infuriating. But with this film, you heard people laughing. It was great. You heard just the communal aspect of going to the cinema and everybody finding it entertaining as hell. And I haven't experienced this in a very long time. But Home Alone never ceases to make people laugh, never ceases to entertain people. So it's brilliant. It's absolutely fantastic. I love the story, even though it's dumb. You forgetting a child. I mean, come on, really? <laughs> but the whole losing Kevin and forgetting him, it's done in quite a magical way because obviously there's the fallout that night and he's banished to 
his room upstairs in the attic, which he's so charismatic for a little 10-year-old in this film. Macaulay Culkin is so, so good, even though the way he talks to his parents is outlined pretty much, and the way he talks to his brothers and sisters, it's pretty bad, but the Sonic's so charming about it, so when his mother is telling him to get upstairs, up into the attic, he just says something like, I'm already upstairs, jerk. And it's like, he's calling his mother a jerk. It's funny, but it's also shocking. And yeah, then he wishes that he never sees them again, which is harsh, but then he wakes up and they're gone. So there is that whole element of magic. And what helps propel this even further is the score. John Williams does the score here and it's so good. It's really, really Christmassy and magical and it gives a lot of inspiration, I think, to the Harry Potter films and Jurassic Park too, to an extent. There are a lot of little inspirations in the riffs here that have definitely influenced later films that both Chris Columbus has done and John Williams has scored. It's so charming and so lovely and Christmassy. It's the magic of Christmas. This film is one of the pinnacles of Christmas. You know, it just is. And everything works from the charisma and performance of Macaulay Culkin to the script to the directing. Everything just really, really works in this film. It's a little bit boring here and there and it's a little bit slow, but it's still magical and fun. And seeing him as a 10-year-old boy alone in his home try and deal with the pressure of not dying because A, he's got to cook for himself and fend for himself, and B, the potential break-ins, the, the robbers that come round, so Harry and Marv in this film, they are both very, very good characters. They're kind of likeable for villains, but they are fun to see, and they are fun to see get ridiculed and viciously attacked. Now, Home Sweet Home Alone, this is the only time I'm going to mention it, but the most recent film is terrible because you sympathise too much with the villains, too much with the robbers and not at all with the child at the center of this film but with home alone with the first one which is now 31 years old which is crazy but you do sympathize with kevin and you kind of sympathize with the villains but not to the extent that you despise what's happening to them it's more of just a that's hilarious what's happening to them but with this one you can definitely tell yes they're bad people but what I didn't realise until watching it a couple of years ago is how obvious it is that Joe Pesci is the villain right from the very start because he plays the police officer in quotation marks right at the start that's already in the home. Now I didn't know until watching it again that yeah he was right there from the start and then he turns out to be the to be the crook but I was just you know smaller when I first watched this film and the last time I'd seen it was a long time before watching it a couple of years back. But I didn't realise that he was in it right from the very start. So I'm interested to know if people haven't seen this film for a long time. Do they remember that Joe Pesci is there right from the very start? He's the probably the first person you actually see in the home. Um, whilst the whole family is getting ready to leave. So yeah, it's kind of baffling that they hid him right there. But they laid the seeds and the groundwork for what's to come. He's a lying police officer. There's actually just a crook scouting these houses. So it works. It really works. The story is great. Even though they leave a child home alone, pretty far-fetched, pretty stupid. But the actual story that unfolds from this, with the mom trying to make it back, and John Candy, God rest him, he's featured in this as the mom tries to make it home. That scene's lovely. I really like that scene at the airport. I think it's brilliant because I hadn't forgotten that he was in it, but it was a nice surprise still to see him in it. 
and everybody else is great like Catherine O'Hara is a great mother well she's not a great mother at all because she leaves her son home alone her 10 year old son home alone but she's a great actor anyway and she's great in this the dad as well is pretty good and even though there's a lot of family members and there's a lot of kids to try and remember they all kind of work to tell the story and to tell this family dynamic because in the new one you don't care for any of them at all but in this everybody has kind of an individual personality even though there's 15 of them to get to know and you only get like 15 20 minutes to actually do that so you can by no means tell everybody apart but they still feel individual and they feel unique which is great a couple of standouts obviously you've got the main guy buzz he's kind of the brute of the family but the most memorable but also fuller now kieran culkin macaulay's brother plays fuller and he's so funny at the start he's not in it much at all but when he is in it, it's hilarious because he just drinks some sort of energy drink. I don't know if it is Coke or Pepsi, whatever. And then he just looks at the camera and smiles like he's hyper. And it's hilarious. He's so funny in this. And everybody is too. Like Macaulay himself is brilliant. I always remember the scene when he goes shopping. And when he's interacting with the person working behind the till. And he's pretending to be so much older than he actually is. It's brilliant. Okay, That interaction is so funny. I really, really enjoy that. And then when he's walking home and it's just that shot. That shot is one of the most funniest but saddest shots in any Christmas film. When he's walking home with the two bags of shopping and they just break. <laughs> and everything's on the floor with the empty bags now. And he looks at the camera and it's so sad but hilarious at the same time. This film is charming, okay. It's a real classic to watch this time of year. As soon as December starts, watch Home Alone. It's brilliant, it's heartwarming, it's sweet, it's funny, it's entertaining. It's not the most amazing and smartest film that I've ever seen, but for a Christmas film, it's great. You know, it captures the magic of Christmas perfectly. You've got a likeable character at the centre of it. You've got the dilemmas that come into it. So the fact that he's home alone and the fact that he's got to protect his home from being burgled, which is great. And the tricks that he plays on the burglars are fantastic. Shout out to the cardboard cutout of Michael Jordan. That's great. And everything else just works. I really like the music. I really like the directing. And I really like Macaulay Culkin at the centre of this film. It's really fun. It's really charming. And it's great to see on the big screen. And to watch in an environment of people that love it. Just watch it with your family. Watch it with a big communal setting. It's really, really good to do that. So Home Alone. Perfect time to watch it. Go and check it out again. I think everybody, like surely everybody watches it around this time of year. And if they don't, I'm very surprised. But I'm pretty sure 99% of humanity watch Home Alone when it comes to Christmas time. Even if you don't like Christmas films, even if you don't like Christmas, I'm pretty sure you'll still watch Home Alone. Because it's always going to be showing on some channel around Christmas. And it's always on streaming, whatever. And sometimes, like this occasion, they show it at the cinema. So if you can get out to see it at the cinema, because I know there's still some showings coming up, or at least locally there is, go and check it out, because it still holds up, and it's definitely a great experience. I enjoy this film. It's not my favourite Christmas film, but I still enjoy it, and I hope everybody else does too. So this has been Home Alone. I've been Kieran. Merry Christmas to all, and I shall speak to you in the next episode of You Can't Handle the Truth. <laughs>